Fine. Pushback. There's a scripture we used last week. I want to continue on this subject matter because I think it's, it's very important in the days which we live. I think, I think I know that this is a time of darkness, according to Isaiah 61. Uh, but darkness shall cover the earth, but my light will arise upon you and shine through you. So these are... I think you could call it the tale of two cities. For those who don't know God, it might be the worst of times, but those who know Jesus, it might be the best of times. Amen? And please don't yield to a spirit of fear because God wants, to, God wants his church to be alive, awakened, and he wants us to be on offense in this hour. Amen? And so the pushback is so important because Ephesians 6.13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. I didn't even think about that, but man, these guys were were soldiers that had the armor. Take the whole armor, God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. How many realize we're at the evil day? It's speaking of today or how many know in life there can be some evil dark days, but how many know they will not conquer or overcome you? Because the Bible says in this world you're going to have trouble, trial, tribulation, but be of good cheer. Come on, say be of good cheer. For I've overcome this world, and I conquered it of its power to harm you, and I conquered it for you. So as we look at this, he says, withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. We talked about this last week. Your loins girt about with truth. We talked about the feet shod with the preparation of gospel peace, the breastplate of righteousness, that identity, that helmet of salvation, that sword of the spirit, that shield of faith, that javelin of the Holy Spirit. But it's interesting that the belt is the first thing mentioned. And we know that this belt, according to what Roman soldiers did, the belt of truth held everything together. It had a hook on it for the shield of faith. It had all these different things that held the upper garments and the lower garments in place so you were protected. The truth belt holds everything together in our lives. And it's interesting to me that it hangs upon it, the shield of faith. So that tells me that if we aren't understanding truth, because faith begins where the will of God is known, and how many know the will of God is the word of God? It's a lamp under your feet. It's a light on your path. But without absolute truth, you really have a hard time understanding faith because there's no trust in someone's word that you can't see because you don't believe in this absolute. But as I said earlier, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How many know your father is the whole Old Testament called him the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Then in the New Testament, he calls him Jesus, the truth. Then Jesus leaves and he gives us the spirit of truth. So now you have downloaded and living within you the person of God, the person of the Holy Spirit, the one called alongside to help you. And I love what Rick Renner says. In the Greek, it means another just like. When I'll give you another comforter, another one just like myself. So Jesus couldn't be with everybody. But how many know the Holy Spirit will be with you and in you and guide you? You ought to clap about that. <laughs> guide you and lead you into all truth. Amen. So if we know truth, John 8, 32 says, if you continue in my word, then you will know truth, and it's the truth that will make you free. 
So 1 Timothy 3.15 says, so that I am, if I am delayed, Paul speaking, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. How is God going to do what he does in this day and hour? Through the church. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent Giuseppe Ferragonio. If that's not Italian, they don't eat ragu spaghetti sauce, by the way. But this is so awesome because the church, you say, in this dark day, what, what do people need? They need to understand that God has a remnant, maybe a 300 in Gideon's army, but he always has a remnant. He always has people that will stand for truth. He always has some people that, it's not everybody. I'm not wanting everyone to, to get involved in this, but people that stand for absolute truth, we're all in, amen? So the pillar of truth is the church that's in the earth today, and Satan's attack, we can see it so clearly, it is this pillar of deception, these lies and deceptions, that he erodes the truth little by little. How many know that's all he wants to do in our culture? He wants to erode the truth because he can get you off the truth. He can pull your belt up. You can't hold everything together and you can't win. But I was just thinking about this. There has been an attack on truth. And so being that the church is the foundation and the pillars of what God's doing in the earth. That's why the church has to be awakened right now. Amen? So when I look at this, I think pillars, 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 caissons, pillars. How do you, how do you hold things together? How do you have a strong foundation on your, on your house? How do you have this something that, like Jesus, is the rock that won't be moved? And so I said this before, but the Holy Spirit brought it to my remembrance. So when we built that first home, I was standing there with Marshall, who was really young, and I said, we're going to build this house. It's going to be great. We dug into the earth. We were good, and everything was going well, and the, the architect came, the surveyor came, the engineer came, and then they said, half of this ground is virgin ground. That means it's never been touched. It's, it's hard and strong. The other half is fill, which you can't build anything on because it's shifty soil. So we didn't plan in the budget for any of this, but he said, you're going to need 36 piers under this house, 36 pillars. How many know that's a game changer? And if you would have seen that day, you would have started laughing really hard because I said, Marsh, have you ever built any pillars? And he said, he was standing on the site like this with a book from Home Depot. <laughs> and it said, caissons. And then a truck pulled up and dug all the way down for each pillar till it hit bedrock. How do you know it hit bedrock? It went all the way down and the truck would bounce up in the air. He said, we hit it 21 feet, 22 feet, 21 feet, 23 feet. And all of a sudden, we had to, I think he said, each pillar will be $1,000. So that changed things a little. $36,000 in cement. And so me and Marshall were pushing steel rebar that was connected four-piece all the way down. And then the engineer, who's a structural guy, has to come and inspect before he can stamp. So it's interesting. You got the architect, you got the engineer, you got the surveyor to make sure you're building in the right place and to make sure these are spec. These have to be spec. There has to be cement. There has to be rebar, rebar so that this thing will stand. And how many know in this evil day, God's wanting to make sure we have a pillar system of truth 
so that you will stand. And when, when the winds and the storms come and shifty things happen, well, I noticed something about that. The guy would walk around like this. He goes, we can't make mistakes on this. Because there's another property we worked on and had all this foundational stuff that had to be fixed. You don't do what you want. You don't, you don't just do whatever you want. Before he stamps that drawing, it has to be where the manual and the documents of that structural guy said, you need one here. No, I don't like it there. It's not going to look good. Let's put one here. Well, I, I, don't, I, I, I like some over here. No, no, no. He said, put an X with a can of spray paint. One here, one here, one here, one here. Then they checked to see if we did the X's. Then they checked to see if we dug the holes. Then they checked. They took pictures of the depths of the holes. Do you know in our society, everything is based on wherever you go. If you're in Florida, I remember one of the condominiums just collapsed because it wasn't structurally sound. I've seen this stuff that collapsed, and, and these guys are anal, and they're like perfectionists, and you have to do what he says. How many know the Word of God's the same way? If we would get as serious about the Word of God as we are building a structure that have pillars, because Jesus will be the stability of our times, we have to build our life on Jesus Christ. So I went, you can't get a stamp when you do different from what the engineer tells you to do. How many know you can't just do whatever you want in the evil day? You have to do what God tells you to do. And how many realize it's pretty clear? Because he gave us the blueprint. Hold up your blueprint. Hold up your book of blueprints. How many have the word of God? This is your blueprint. This is your design. This is the roadmap. These are the prints. So when I looked at this, I went, wow, Psalms 11.2 says it this way. He says, for your enemies have prepared a trap for you. Can't you see them hiding in their place of darkness and shadows? They're set against all those who live upright lives. Think about that. This young lady right here put something on TikTok, Zoe, and it got millions of hits. And she was saying, the reason you're being attacked is because you're a threat to the devil. If the devil's not messing with you, you're probably going straight to hell. Pastor, I don't like that. Truth. Someone shout truth. truth. Can, can we get a little more like the black church? Someone say truth. Truth, truth Pastor. One lady said when I was cutting my teeth in this all black church in, in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and this lady yelled out, I was preaching, I couldn't even hear myself. They were, that's the funnest place, by the way. So, so some of y'all need to get a little more soul about you. But, but this, this, this lady said, pop the clutch, pastor. I was like, ah! let's go, right? Say truth. So truth, the Bible says that we're to be lovers of the truth. But listen what he says. He says the truth is going to be attacked, these shadows of darkness. They're set against all those who live upright lives. So there's no threat against people that are going the broad way that leads to destruction. The attack is on the people that are spreading truth. If, you're not, if the devil's not messing with you, you just might as well throw in the towel. Come on. Come on, devil. Let's see what you got. You're defeated. We're overcomers. We're born of God. We got the victory. We got the Holy Ghost. We got the truth. We win. You believe it? But listen, then he says, what can the righteous accomplish when truth's pillars are destroyed and the law and order collapse? This is where we live. The evil day. What can the righteous do? How many know God always has a plan? 
yet Yahweh is never shaken. So my father, my master, his son Jesus, the Holy Spirit in you is never shaken. He is still found in the temple of holiness. Nothing moves him. He's reigning as King Yahweh all over all. He watches closely and examines everything man does. One translation says, New living, the foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? The King James says, If the righteous be the foundation, or excuse me, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? Here's what Satan wants to do. He wants to erode things as he's done little by little. Erode your morals. Little compromise here. Little compromise there. Little strife here. Little division here. Little lie here. Lie here. Come on. And you know what? The church fell for it, hook, line, and sinker in the 60s and 70s. It's like, do do you really have to be married to to live together? just Just a little lie. You know, and then it's so common now that truth is you, you don't have to be married. Just hang out. Just just see who you like. Just live with them for a couple years. We'll see what. Well, how many know that's not the truth? And everything that's not the truth is anti-Christ. So now it's a slippery slope of, you know what, then in the 80s it was like, you know, there's this homosexual lifestyle, 90s. It's, it's all right. Just a little bit of push of sexual chaos. Just a little bit of break in the boundaries. Then, then, then you know what? This, this man and a man and a woman and a woman. and it, it, It's kind of, it's, come on, it's not so bad. Can't you do with what you want? It's your body. Wrong. Not truth. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which you are of God, that you've been purchased with a price. If you're a believer, your body's not your own. That's truth. I don't belong to me. Say it out loud. I belong to God. I have to handle what he gave me well, else I'll lose it. You won't lose it because God's mad at you. You'll lose it because you open yourself up to the devil. Very interesting how the kingdom works. But he says right here, don't conform to the culture of chaos. I wrote in my notes, Romans 12, 2. It says, don't be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after, adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed and changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its ideals and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself. What's this all about? What is the good? What is acceptable? And the perfect, the perfect, come on, say it, grace life, we get The perfect will of God. I don't want good. I don't want acceptable. I want the perfect. So wait a minute. Even the thing which is good, acceptable, and the perfect in his sight. Listen to the Message Bible. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants you to do and quickly. Someone say quickly. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best of you, and he develops well-formed maturity in you. So, Pastor, how do, how do we confront the chaos? How do, we, how do we confront this chaos? You see, please understand truth. Please get these pillars in your life. Because if you don't understand these, you'll be shaken. And the Bible says great will be the ruin of your life or your spiritual house. And so when I read this, I connected back with the first rebellion, one of the first rebellions in the Bible. 
Uh, yeah, we got the times of Noah, but then in Genesis 11, we have the times of Nimrod, the evil ruler. And that was based on the Tower of Babel. How many know that the word Babel means seed sown in confusion? How many know the devil wants seed sown in your life in confusion? Babel means confusion. And so what happens is, you know the scripture in Genesis 11, and here's what it is. It's Marxist, it's secularist, it's humanist, it's communist, and what it says is, you know better. And actually, the root of it's pride. Because what you say is, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing the Bible, I'm not doing the blueprint, I'm not doing the architectural drawing because I know better. And you don't follow the guidelines. My father-in-law's an engineer for the last 60 years, and I could have missed a little. I'm telling his age. But anyway, and, and, and you know, you have to stay with the guidelines. You have to develop because you can be in a big auditorium, and, and it can be smoking hot, and people can be mad at each other and ticked off because it's 120 degrees, and you're doing graduation. And they go back to the drawing and say, call that engineer, call that architect. Where's the problem? They didn't stay with the guidelines. You know, it's the same way with the Word of God. You have to stay with what the Word says. We don't get to choose. So what they did was said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bypass the good God that we know of. And I know what we'll do. We'll build a tower that reaches to the heaven. By the way, this is the New Testament Antichrist spirit. I don't need God. Why would I need God? Can I tell you something? You can't breathe without God. Your heart doesn't beat without God. He is the author of life. So we see this babble, this, this confusion. And so what happens? I'm going to do it my way, God. We don't need you. Get out. We're going to build a tower that reaches into heaven. And God says, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go down and bring confusion. And so they called that place Babel, Nimrod, this godless king. And all of a sudden, we find out, God says, all these different languages you're going to speak because the thing that we do, there's nothing that can stop them. How many know that's another good principle? When the church is in unity, nothing can stop us. But no, he says there's going to be a spirit of confusion. How many know when you get lifted up in pride, you think I'll do it my way, a spirit of confusion comes. And you don't end up doing the will of God. That's all the devil wants to do is bring lies to get you out of the will of God. And then he gets your life in chaos and confusion and you stop listening to the spirit of truth with on the inside of you. Because you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith. When you walk by faith, you live by the word of God. His promise said it. Follow the blueprint. Follow the blueprint. This is what God wants to build. He said, I will build my, I will build my, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Say truth. truth. So if this is the truth, what it is, why is there an attack on the rainbow? Because what you do with wood to make a chair and you call it wicker is you get this wood and you twist it. Now, now you take something that's designed by God and you twist it and it becomes wicked. When it becomes wicked, you say, hey, Noah got off the boat. This rainbow appeared. It was all this light and different shades and tones and colors. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And God said, hey, Noah, I'm going to show you a sign. He go, whoop beautiful rainbow, all different colors. I'm going to give you my promise. So God's promise that I love my people and you can trust my word has become pride month. June is pride month. We got the rainbow. And the church didn't push back. They just said, oh, I guess you can have the rainbow. You can't have my rainbow. That's God's promise to me. 
Right? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. June, all these people are getting married in June. It used to stand for spring, new beginnings, new fresh starts, new marriages, Father's Day's coming up. So the devil says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to trump fathers and get them out of the house. I'm going to break up marriages. I'm going to take back the month of June. I'm going to turn the promise of God into a rainbow, and I'm going to tell the world this is about pride. And pride is the same thing that happened in Genesis 11 that got them all chaotically confused and got people babbling. The church just kind of said, well, hey, That's God's rainbow. That's a promise to me. But be careful what you say. No, we love all communities. L1s, G, B, T, Q, Z, all of them. We love them passionately. But there's a standard of truth that the church has to stand for because Jesus said, if Jesus is the stability of our times, he's the head of the body, we're the body. We have to stand. Well, Pastor, I don't like that we talk about that. Too bad, so sad. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Tr- someone say truth. Yeah. So, so there's an attack on the rainbow. There's an attack and a twisting on money. Say money. Money, money can be a good thing. Money can be a good Say money can be a good thing. It also can be a bad thing. But money has a spirit on it, a spirit of mammon and the spirit of Christ. So if you don't break the spirit of mammon and don't become a tither, you end up with the spirit of mammon and you love money and you serve money and you work for money and you go to work and you spend your money. You forget about God, which when you seek first the kingdom, all these things come behind you. Then we got believers seeking first things and now they leave God out of the equation. It's the same thing that happens as Babel. You get confusion in your marriage. You get confusion with your kids. Then we go, how come... So, so look, in my home, what if, what if I, let, let, let's be practical here. What if I go to the bank, right? I run up here to PNC, which I don't think I'm going to bank there anymore because they support things I don't agree with. You say, why would you do that? Because I'm not supporting anything that doesn't agree with Christ and truth, right? So I go up and I say, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, but I, I, let's just for story's sake, I'm $10 million in debt. And I just want to get another million. Can I get another million? You say, hey, hold up. We'll print it for you right here. Shh, shh, shh. Put it in my duffel bag and walk out. See, y'all have a good week. Let's see if I can make this work. If I don't, we'll come back and get another million, right? You say, that'd be crazy. See, in your home, if you don't budget well, if you don't, if you don't pay your tithe, and if you don't give offerings, and if you don't save some money, and you don't understand how to use money, because Jesus said where your heart is is where your treasure will be. Where your treasure is is where your heart is. And so if we don't do that properly, you say, what happens? The spirit of mammon works into our heart, and we think that belongs to us. No, everything belongs to God. It's all about stewardship, right? So we're getting our life straight now, but all of a sudden we go, well, I didn't pay my mortgage for six years, and they came and took my house. They won't give me another loan. That's truth, right? That's truth. But you know what? It's twisted truth when you take it a couple notches up to our government. I looked yesterday. You don't want to see this debt ratio. 31 trillion in debt. But it's different for the government. They got a bunch of guys up there living nice houses, drive nice cars, get whatever they want whenever they want. Even bring in some, some, some sex trafficking into the, you know, the government and bring in some, some, some weed and some drugs and some, that put, put some more. It, it's all good. We don't care about that, you know. And, and they, they just get another trillion, get another trillion. No, no, no. See, it's twisted. There's double standards. 
So now with them, you'd be out of your house, but then they just keep rolling, get some more money. Let's take over. Your great-grandchildren can pay the interest on whatever we want to do. No, no, no. When you come against truth, I don't care what you think or feel. You don't like it. Two plus two is four. But then they say in a classroom, it might not always be four. What do you think it should be? Six? Maybe nine? If you're writing a check for me, maybe a million? Two plus two is four. It's an absolute. So the devil has to take that, twist it, get you to believe a lie, and get our government to believe a lie. And now you got people in debt that are so debt ridden, they can't do anything for God because of the twisting of what we believe. Then you look at this other one, you go, wow. So there's an attack on truth in these areas, and there's an attack on truth in reproduction. It's all right to kill your children because it's convenient. Now, someone said something in a conference I was at. He said, you'll know the fruit of a church by what they did in COVID. And many of them closed. He said, you also know the fruit of a church by how they reacted to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Many stayed silent. Many just shut their mouths, said, we... Because they, they were afraid to push back because of what they think they might lose. Somebody's going to leave. Well, God will bring someone better to sit in their seat. Somebody's going to get upset. Oh, well, it become the time in this last day, in the evil day, we really trust God. How about it? But yeah, Pastor, we don't want to go there. I want to go there because it attacks the heart of God. The very thing he gave me and you to be fruitful and multiply. The devil is attacked to say, I want to kill your seed. I want to kill your future. I want to kill your potential. And God said, who would have been at this kid's graduation and watch what he's doing in the kingdom? Not because he's my son, because he loves God with all his heart. The potential of the future lies within the seed and the next generation that serves the Lord. But, but no, Pastor, we just, you know, we're too cool. I don't really want to mess with reproduction. I don't, I don't really care about that too much. But you know what? The church has been silent and hasn't celebrated. And the voice of pastors have stayed silent because their spirit of fear, they were afraid to push back. How many know the Bible says, gather until you see this great day approaching, until you see Jesus come? That's what we're going to do. So if something blows up next week, we're gathering. You know, if, you, if the, the grid blows and you can't get on your iPhone, 9 o'clock, it's time to rock. You don't have to look, are we having church? And if I'm dead, someone else is coming to preach. Someone else is coming to pray. Come on, somebody. Are we all right with that? Let me close this and get out of your way. There's an attack on the identity. Now people are starting to stand up. The media is in cahoots with big banks, corporations, and education to come together to promote sexual chaos, sexual identity issues so that your children can change who God made them to be. Someone shout truth. truth. Well, Pastor, I don't want to hear the truth. The Bible says in the last days people will be lovers of self. They'll wander from the truth. But you keep your faith. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So as we confront this chaos, I love it, Matthew 24, 24. Listen to what it says. These words I speak to you, 
are not incidental additions to your life. They are homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built the house on the solid rock. Come on, say solid rock. The rain poured down, the river flooded, the tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed upon the Come on, it was fixed upon the Jesus Christ is the rock. Peter said, hey, who are you? You are the son, Messiah, the son of the living God. Flesh and blood is not revealed. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. He builds his church on a revelation of who Jesus is. That's why we have to pray Ephesians 1 prayers, that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light, that you can see and know exactly what God is asking you to do for your life and with your life. He says, but if you just use these words in the Bible, in other words, if you just have religion, tradition, just going through the motions, you just use them as Bible studies and won't work them into your life, you'd be like the stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. And when the storm rolled in, the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Can I tell you, many are getting sifted and shifted because they're not tied to the truth. There hasn't been any pillars of stability. There hasn't been a foundation that's been built under them. That's what discipleship is all about so that you can stand in the evil day. Come on, someone say push back. back. What do we push back with? Shout truth. Truth. Isaiah 33, 6. Listen, he will be the sure foundation of your times. I love that. Jesus will be the sure foundation of your times. A rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. And the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. People that don't have the fear of the Lord, I feel bad for y'all. Why? Because you believed a lie, a twisted lie. It's all right to do this. It's all right to do that. It's all right to have this in your life. It's all right to read that. It's all right to fill your mind with that. No, 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 no. Don't conform to this culture. There's cultural chaos that you have to push back against. You can't let it renew your mind. The devil wants to renew your mind with the news, with the negative report, with the problem, with the COVID vax, with the COVID issue, with the new mask mandate. With the, and I'm telling you, the devil hasn't pulled out all his tricks yet, yet. Amen? But how do you stand an evil day? You push back with truth. If you continue on my word, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You ought to be tied to the truth every morning, every night. Read it when you lie down. Rise up. Walk by the way. Teach it to your kids, man. Teach it to your kids. We're going to a whole nother level in our children's church because his wife's down there right now. I'm telling you right now, our kids are going to be warriors. They're going to be mighty men. They're going to be people that are filled with the Holy Spirit at a young age. They're givers. They're not pessimistic. They don't buck change. They're going to, they're going to bring Jesus back. It's all about this foundation of truth that God's put in our lives. It's so important. How do we push back by the spirit of truth? I love it that Jesus said, as you musicians, musicians come on up right now, push back by the spirit of truth. Because remember what Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes. And his whole deal was to get his spirit and his power back in you. We'll continue on this next week, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. The power, presence, and purpose of the Holy Spirit. But you know, God was trying to do, get his Holy Spirit back in you, get his power back in you, get his presence back in you, get his anointing, get his, and when he comes, he will show you things to come. He will not talk about himself. He will always glorify, magnify, and lift up Jesus. He's the one called alongside to help you. 
and he will guide you into all the Holy Spirit's trying to get us ready. Listen, listen as we land this plane here today. He's trying to guide you and lead you. Again, Romans 8, 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How many are led by the Spirit? About half. How many know, and you hone it, you hone in right now. Listen to me these next seven minutes as I close. This is adamant. You graduates especially listen to me. You guys looking for a new job, looking for a new wife, looking for a new house, looking for a new place to live. Someone said, you, you should just go, go move to Hawaii because it's warmer. You know what? That's a lie from hell. It's warmer in the will of God. I tried to leave here many times. The Lord said, this is my will for you. This is where my rainbow, my promise is for you, for your children's children. This is what I asked you to do. And how many know the devil will do anything to get you out of the will of God? Anything he can to get you out of the will of God. So I look at Ephesians 5, 14, and it says this, Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest. So today is the day shalt wake up. If you're there sleeping and you say, Pastor, this is a good message. I couldn't get out of bed. I say, wake up. Wake up. It's time for the church to wake up. Be awakened. He said, awake thou that sleepest. Arise, Christ will give thee. We've been praying this out. Light. How many want some light? How many want some truth? More light, more truth, more grace. More light, more truth, more grace. How many want some more? So listen. See then that you don't walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How do you act wise? Redeem the time. This word time is kairos. It means there's, there's times like right now in a corporate anointing where God's saying things and you're getting downloads and you're getting, you're getting revelation and God's going to kairos moment. It's one second when the Spirit of God can just speak truth to your life and you get light. You get a rhema. You get a spoken word. You get, wow, I've never seen it that way before. And you know what? It's revelation that's continued. You can read on the way, the truth, and the life a million times, and every time you read it, you'll get more revelation. You'll get more light because that is the, the, the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. But listen, how do you redeem the time? Because the days are evil. Wherefore, don't be unwise. Understand what the will of the Lord is. This is what I want to close with today. Say The will of the Lord. How many know Satan's trying to get you off? Satan, I don't know how people can wake up and not seek first the kingdom. I don't know how people can wake up and just do whatever. Just what are you doing today? Just whatever. What kind of job you want? Whatever. What kind of girl are you going to marry? Whoever. Kind of guy are you going to marry? Tool baggish. No, no, no. How many believe there's a good, acceptable, and perfect? He said it. I believe it. My sons and daughters are getting the, I'm praying for the perfect will of God. You want to marry him? Yeah, he, he's, you know, he's acceptable. He, he's a good guy. We've been at so many weddings where so many good guys. But they won't go to church. They won't take their wife to church. They won't tie. They won't read the Bible. They won't raise their kids in church. Why? Good guy. I don't want a good guy. I don't want an acceptable guy. I want the perfect will of God. You don't need an acceptable girl, a good girl. You need the perfect will of God. That's what we're seeking. This is real deal. This is life. But listen what he says. And don't be drunk with wine when excess, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth is in you. I'm going to write this in your notes. Please. 
the safe, you, you know where the safest place is? People say, again, I got more invitations. Guy said, can you come to this nation and do this? I said, I don't feel right now this isn't that season. My space is right here. That's where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm in the perfect will of God. And can I say something to you? The will of God is the safest place on the planet for you. The will of God is the safe. Where do you want? I want the will of God. Yeah, I've been trying this. I've been doing this. I'm, I want the will. Seniors, listen to me. I want the will of God. I'm passionate about the will of God. So as I pray in the Holy Spirit, He guides and leads me into all truth. 1986. What is that? 37 years ago, I got out of high school. And I had my plans, and then it was God's plan. And this guy named Reinhard Bonnke laid his hand on my head and prophesied these great words over my life and some of the pastors that were standing in line with me. I'll never forget it because when he said that word, it was like he was prophetic of Jeremiah 1. What he was saying I knew was true in my heart. But I had on the side, I, I, I led this team to this and national champions, got all these scholarships, and all I wanted to do was go to Penn State back then, Joe Paterno, Indy Lions, Coach, coach Barr, the soccer coach. So I'm headed to Penn State. My uncle gets me in. I'm up here meeting with these people. They're looking at my GPA, and I'm starting to practice with them. In the middle of this, I have this just no peace, no peace. Every day I go out, kick and field goes good, practice and soccer goes no peace. How many know you, I hate living with a knot in your stomach? Look good. I told all my friends, he's going there, he's going there, I'm going here. I'm, it, it's, I don't know what it is. When you graduate, it's like you, you, you need to let people know what you're going to do. I'm just going to follow the will of God. But everyone, after school, you're going to do that, do that. So here I am up there thinking I got what I want. And then I have this gnawing every day I wake up. This isn't the will of God. This isn't the will of God. And I got in my uncle's car and I put on my cassette tape back then. And it was Russ Taff. I can remember it like it was today. That song spoke to me. Here I am because you love me. Willing to be broken. Here's my will. Here's my will. I knew it was the will of God not to be there. I called your son, Jim Ward. I drove back from State College. And I said, Jim, God spoke to me. I called my mother. I said, I'm going to Bible school. That's what God said. I don't know why. My uncle said, we set this up. You worked on this all summer. You stayed with me in South Hills and Upper St. Clair and just practiced every night, every night, five, six hours, ran, kicked field goals, played with these guys from the high school there and, and prepared and worked and worked. But it was my will. It wasn't God's will. So when you find out who God really is, you, you learn to die to self. Die to your plans and live to his plans. Even Jesus did so in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, not my will. Because he didn't really want to go through with it physically. But by the Holy Spirit, he said, thy will be done. And anything God's called you to do, you can do. Anything God's asked you to do, you can do. Satan wants to throw any lie at you to get you out of the will of God. You get in the wrong relationship, and it's years of hell. 
but he's cute. That'll last about a week. Stop combing his hair, stop wearing deodorant, stop brushing his teeth. I, I married him. He was all that. He got dresser's disease. His chest fell into his drawers. Hey, I'm one to talk, huh? Let's close right here. As you take time to listen to the still small voice. And this is the way it works. The safest place is the will of God. And how do people get out of the will of God? An offense. I heard. I'm hurt. Who's not? I'm offended. I got church, church, church hurt. It's time to grow up and get over it. I'm offended. The devil's trying to take you out. I don't like what he said about this. I don't like that. I don't like, well, well, ask the Holy Spirit. That's what I've been learning to do. Ask the Holy Spirit. The safe place is the will of God. I don't get to go do what I want to do anymore. This is the evil day. I got to do all the stand in the evil day. That means I got to listen to the spirit of truth and I got to follow the perfect will of God. For it's God who's all the while working in you, creating in you energy and desire to do his will. Is that what God wants from us? I want to stand before him and be able to say, I wasn't perfect. I made tons of mistakes, but I finished the will of God. David finished the will of God for his generation, and then he fell asleep. The spirit of truth on the inside of you will keep you in the evil day. When you yield to and you listen to this truth, you'll find out. You don't have to leave the will of God. Because you got the spirit of truth, you push back. I got some pillars in my life. And I love it because he said, in your weakest time will be your strongest time. Because when you are weak, my spirit, my power shows up best in your weakness. So wake up in the morning, go to the Holy Spirit. I don't know anything. Not I know everything. I'm going to build a tower that goes to heaven and get a spirit of confusion on my life. I need help. You say, what's your cry every day? I need help in your marriage. I need help in your raising kids. I need help in money management. I need help in pastoring. I need help. I want to be in that perfect will of God. Who just